Welcome, everybody, to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Anne, we're going to review an independent film with a very, very good cast and an interesting title. Yes. It's called Genius. Right. Genius is the story of probably the finest American editor of literature, Maxwell Perkins, who worked for Scribner's in the 20s and 30s. He discovered and edited F. Scott Fitzgerald, Ernest Hemingway, Mm -hmm. and later a man named Thomas Wolfe. Right. He burst upon the scene in the very late 20s. Thomas Wolfe. He was a Southern writer. He was from North Carolina, and his book, called Look Homeward Angel turned out to be a great book and a big selling book only because Maxwell Perkins edited and basically rewrote much of them. You know, I'm a writer today and editors don't rewrite you. They either say, okay, we'll do it your way or... That's a highway. <laughs> exactly. Interesting cast. I agree. Maxwell Perkins' character is played by Oscar winner Colin Firth, and Thomas Wolfe is played by Jude Law. I'm so curious about the casting of this. Here we're talking about two very, very American writers. Yes. And they cast two Englishmen. Yes, indeed. Are all the American actors busy? <laughs> you know, I mean, couldn't they find anybody else to play these parts? Not that they didn't do a good job. It just seems kind of peculiar. I thought so, too. Maxwell Perkins' character is interesting in that he never takes off his hat, right. ever, including eating dinner in his home with his wife and children. It's like cemented yes. to his hair. I just didn't get it. And what I really didn't get was Jude Law. Neither did I. Jude Law is a brilliant actor. Oh, I think he's sensational. I loved him in The Talented Mr. Ripley. Right, Cold Mountain. And he was great in the Sherlock Holmes films. Every movie that he does, he's brilliant. Sure. This was not his finest moment. He completely overacted. He had a very bad southern accent. Yeah, he fractured the Carolina accent. He was all over the place. I kept thinking, why does this man, Maxwell Perkins, not throw him out the door? Who can put up with nonsense like this? There are two women in the film, too, very fine actors. Nicole Kidman, Mm -hmm. who plays Thomas Wolfe's older married lover, Aline Bernstein. And, of course, Laura Linney plays... Mrs. Perkins. Ma Perkins. Yes. (laughs) The women really don't have that much to do. No. And I was disappointed at that because they're very good actors. They are. This movie is really about the battle of wits between these two geniuses. One, Thomas Wolfe, the other, Max Perkins. How does Max Perkins corral this undisciplined genius of a writer, and how does he manipulate him so that he can publish his books? Because he comes in at the very beginning with boxes and boxes and boxes full of pages of fiction. Then he sits there and tells Max Perkins, this editor from Scribner, why his book is so brilliant. Well, by the time he finishes telling him, Max Perkins only has, you know, one simple sentence. We have decided to publish your work, Mr. Wolfe. That's the only time that the Thomas Wolfe character is silenced in this movie. Right. They talk and talk and talk, and then they take a break, and then they come back and they talk some more about writing. Honestly, Les, this is just a dull topic. You and I are both writers, but we don't sit around and talk about the art of writing. Never. And most movies aren't written about writing anyway because they know that it's a dull topic. One of the big problems with this movie is that they had voiceover readings from Thomas Wolfe novels. Right. It's bad enough to read them now. 
I read Thomas Wolfe when I was a teenager. I thought, oh, my gosh, this is so great. I read him about eight years ago before I ever knew they were going to do this movie, and I thought, why did I ever plow through these four books? They're quite, quite... Laborious. Yes, they really are. I wanted genius to grab me by the throat or the mind, but it was kind of a cold movie, and not without heart, but there's really not much soul in this movie. I'm thinking of a great movie that I loved that I call a thinking person's movie, and that was A Beautiful Mind, starring Russell Crowe, directed by Ron Howard. I thought that movie was genius. Well, it was genius. This movie doesn't have that kind of drama. It's just two guys. One of them's a writer that never heard the word eraser. Right. Didn't know about editing. And then an editor who keeps a hat on his head and tells him that he's got to make it shorter. That's about the concept of this picture. You're exactly right. That is not much of a concept for a movie. I thought it was fun. Didn't you to see Guy Pierce as F. Scott Fitzgerald? I like that. Dominic West as Hemingway. Yeah, they were in cameo roles, but I would have liked to have seen more of them. Right. As the clients of Max Perkins. Yeah, by the way, Max Perkins did brilliantly with those men. That was almost a hundred years ago, and we're still reading those books. The Great Gatsby, of course, and A Farewell to Arms by Hemingway, and The Sun Also Rises. Nobody is reading Thomas Wolfe anymore. No. Now, we want to give a hand to the art direction for this movie, because that was great. They really did a tremendous job recreating the 20s and 30s period in New York. I thought that was basically the most genius part of the whole movie. Right. I felt so, too. I wasn't around back then, obviously, but I remember seeing the photographs and seeing other films. This was really a very good job of making us feel we were back. Oh, yes. And you know what? This is a thoughtful movie. We're kind of dissing it here, but I do want to say that from a historical point of view and for people who don't know about Max Perkins or they've only heard about Thomas Wolfe in your literature classes and so on, this is a nice way, a good way, actually, to kind of bone up on who these two guys were were and to learn something about American literature. Right. So from that point of view, it's an okay movie. And if I were teaching English in high school, I'd say, hey, rent this movie and learn something. But as far as being a terrific movie to rent where you're going to go, wow, this is fabulous. I think genius isn't quite there. So I hate to say it. I'm just going to give it a yellow light. That's about as good as it gets. Well, I'm giving it a yellow light as well, Anne, because obviously as a writer, I was very, very interested in seeing this film. Me too. I was fascinated to learn more about Max Perkins. I've heard about him all my life, but to actually see him or see Colin Firth in action interested me much more than even thinking about Thomas Wolfe, who was, if you read his books, truly very full of himself. (laughs) I would say so. So... I am also going to give this a yellow light. Okay. It's not horrible. No. And if you want to learn something about that period and some of the writers that you certainly do know about, specifically Fitzgerald and Hemingway, you should see this movie. But it's not the best movie ever made. I don't think I'm going to go out and rent it. But if you want to, that's great. So, two yellow lights for genius. We will be back very, very soon with another movie. Until that time, I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you will be genius enough to make an excellent choice the next time you see a movie. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotas, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.